I'm Laura Linney, and this is Masterpiece Classic. Previously on Downton Abbey, the manor was opened as a convalescent home for individuals recovering from injuries in World War I. Mr. Bates was working at a public house. Thomas Barrow was working as one of the medical professionals in the Abbey, in the convalescent home, asserting himself over his former employers, and the rest of the people are just kind of dealing with things. So, how's this going to play out? Let's find out in Season 2, Episode 4 of Downton Abbey. We are back. Yeah, it's been a it's been a couple weeks. Yes, uh, Dave, you went away to uh, to Disney. I went away to Disney and Universal. I did the parks. Mm-hmm. How how was the castle there? The castle was very cool. It was yeah. very cool. You see that they have these people that clearly put hours and hours of of love and probably Universal Studios big bankroll and Disney's big bankroll into making these experiences so authentic that mm-hmm. it's like. So they had a, a big downstairs staff, you imagine? Oh yeah, definitely, lots of them, and they're still working at Harry Potter. They just wrecked a great roller coaster last year, two years ago, and there's all these signs that are like the Ministry of Magic is at work. Oh, all right. And I was a little disappointed because it was my favorite roller coaster, oh, and really? all the Universal rides are just 3D screens where they shake you around. So I was like, oh, they uh, this roller coaster is fun, and then we get there, and I said, where are the dragons? Where's oh, the man. dragon roller coaster? And it's gone a shame yeah so maybe like downtown abbey land will open yeah yeah oh was there anything for beauty and the beast at disney with uh with a matthew crawley there's the be our guest restaurant but it was all booked up oh okay. but i don't know if that's more animated mm-hmm. um not the 2017 version with, yeah uh, with matthew crawley yeah so that was that was one week while we were in here and then this uh past week i had a gala at work a gala a gala yeah, event. so it's been pretty busy times it's been for us. very busy yeah so i got to experience a little bit of the upstairs social life if you will <laughs> of 2018 but we're back yeah we got we got episodes to tackle it's uh 1918 as the episode informs us yeah so this is seven months after the last episode man all right and people are still playing ping pong in the manor there <laughs> much, they haven't gotten over it yet much to the chagrin of uh lord grantham and the entire clan yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're mu- very much in the throes of that. And the episode, uh, episode uh, four of season two, wastes no time in picking up from the last episode. Where ten- wastes no time, even though timeline wise, it's half a year later. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny just thinking about that now when watching the show because certain secrets are held for months at a time, and it's like, how did this not come out earlier? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not jumping too far ahead of things. Um, like if you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, one thing that people criticize about that show is like the first scene of the episode will be a conflict, mm-hmm. and the second scene will will begin with Larry talking about the conflict mm-hmm. that happened before. So it'll be like he yells at somebody, and the next scene is him talking to his agent, like, 
And then she walked away after I yelled at her. I don't know what's going on. So in, in the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. Mary is talking with um, Violet yeah. about the Richard Carlyle Lavinia blackmail situation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, And I thought immediately of like curb your enthusiasm. Like when we last left, this was the thing they were talking about. <laughs> and they're talking about it now. 10, oh, wait. It's not 10, 15 minutes later, like curb your enthusiasm. It's Se- seven months and and, the, uh, and have they discussed this before? Yeah, because this conversation just happened like last week on the episode, but for them seven months ago, that's silly. Same thing with not to jump ahead, but the whole Bates thing of like one person knows his whereabouts and no one else knows the whereabouts, and then they act like that's news, and it's like he's been there for a while. He's been he's been shining glasses and wiping down the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the one area where the time jump helps is with uh, Cora and, and Isabel. Isabel. Their tensions, they just can't deal with each other. Uh, because Cora, it's her house. She wants to lay the rules down. But she's not as uh, fitted for the job as Isabel deems herself to be. Yeah, And that's the thing where she might not be as professionally able, but it's her house. It's her staff as well as... Uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily siding with either one of them in this situation. Oh, I'd side with Isabel. Because Isabel is so annoyed about Cora making these decisions. Yeah. But these are kind of rational and logical decisions. She's just mad that there was no discussion about it. Yeah. I mean, there should be a procedure there. Like, the thing is, if you want to have a, like, a convalescent home running in an efficient manner, I I think you should discuss these things and also put some weight into what Isabel has to say. I mean, Cora... Like, yeah, you live at the Downton, but it's not like you always are there with, you know, how many soldiers are there are there to take care of. Like, I I don't know. I, I think it's more so just her getting frustrated with losing control of the house. I don't think she, I would not respect her opinion. I'd go with Isabel, but I get it. It's her house. I feel I feel like the Isabel definitely took the hasty route. And she was well. Cora was pretty stern with her. I didn't like her tone. I mean, it was definitely it's definitely very strange. Uh, I get just to to recap to people who maybe haven't watched in a while. Isabel leaves. Yeah, yeah. After an argument with Cora, where Cora is basically like, "Fine, this is my if, house. If, if you want to leave, fine. <laughs> yeah, leave." And then it's one of those things that it's very like pubescent of an argument. Yeah. Like when you're mad at your friends and you're like, yeah, you want to call me stupid. Why don't you leave my house? Fine, I'm going to leave. And then you see him at school the next day and it's as if nothing happened. Yeah. But she goes to France. I mean, maybe that, France. That's fair. That's fair. Because again, like, I feel like there's nothing more annoying when someone says, like, I don't want to talk to you now. I don't want to talk to you now. Well, you have to have this conversation at some point and then you have it. So, and she tells her, this is my house. Let me take control now. And, that, well, the, and the, the yeah. thing that, the, you know, Downton Abbey tends to have a very um, like tie off the plot, mm-hmm. but then things just go on as planned. Yeah, no, no, there's never a moment where Cora is like proven that her new schedule's wrong or stupid right. or or incorrect. Yeah. Isabel leaves and, all and mysteriously disappears, and then business continues as usual. And then, so you know, maybe Cora was right. And then several times throughout the episode, they're like, "I wish Isabel was here, just so they could know the whereabouts of like Matthew or whatever." Like. Not to jump ahead, but it's like they just want Isabel there just, you know, for other purposes and helping around. Yeah, and and, Car- and Clarkson really didn't give either or who he sides with. I think he's maybe similar to where you are. Like, he gets the point of both of them. Uh, yeah, Cora did not handle it appropriately, but yeah. she had her reasons. And Isabel definitely overreacted for a 60-year-old woman to just <laughs> leave the responsibility of individuals' livelihoods 
to go do it somewhere else. Well, obviously, she was getting marginalized, so her impact wouldn't even matter that much. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess this is also where the six-month difference is like, what is, you know, how bad was it in those six months, or is it just one Because the last day episode, or... it seemed to, like, suggest that they were maybe getting along a little bit, or, like, they would find a, a, somewhere... Yeah, like a happy medium of sorts. Yeah, but it didn't go that way. And uh, the implications of this are... Uh, it kind of sends shockwaves throughout the house, especially uh, for uh, Mosley. Oh, yeah. What the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Matthew's at the war and Mrs. Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mosley and Mrs. Bird have no one to attend uh, to without <laughs> Isabel there just leaving. And then Matthew... There's like a, being... a weird sitcom going on there. Like these two bored servants. Which is also funny. Like why are they still in employment when they're gone or whatever? Like what are they expected to do exactly? I think in that world you can't fire them because then what happens when you come back right yeah and i'm sure there's money built into the estate that it's just just funds them like i mean during the war you have no idea how long this war is going to last so you're just going to keep these people under your employment and like they're just going to be there all right yeah all right i mean i guess they must have been there before the show started because mr mosley was there for matthew remember with yeah the them adjusting to having servants and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. must just be on retainer. Yeah. Or working somewhere else at the main house. I, I have no idea. But uh, it's funny. Like this is the first episode of Mrs. Bird since we saw her insert herself into Downton Abbey last season. She seems like a different character, whereas she seemed like very, I don't know, assertive and kind of rude. This one, she seems pretty hospitable i mean she's, she's like a little goof the two of them are a little goofy together yeah they're joking around There's about comic relief yeah 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 and it's funny there's like a guy shows up on their doorstep yeah like a bum yeah yeah <laughs> he just wants food and mosley's like oh i can help this person like all right mosley <laughs> uh but i've i i shouldn't take so much humor out of mosley's journey in this episode <laughs> Because it's so sour the way it turns out. I mean, he, he starts, he shows up to Downton and starts brushing a jacket for Carson. He often, well, do we, do we want to just tell this whole story? Oh, or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this whole story ties into another undeniably more important story to the Downton timeline. Which one is that? Mr. Bates. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a that's spoiler alert on the story. <laughs> I guess if you're listening to this, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the idea is Mosley is there at the manor, and he thinks that maybe he could become uh, Grantham's footman. Yeah. He even jokes with this bird that he could become the earl to the valet of Grantham, and they're just dying laughing over that, that joke. <laughs> like the least funny interactions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like watching two boring people talk, and you have no ability to influence the conversation one way or the other. Yeah. I could be this person. Oh, oh yes, oh. you could. Oh, <laughs> great, day. guys. How many more seconds until they cut to a <laughs> war scene? Why are we watching this episode? Uh, but yeah, and so so he... So uh, at the manor, word starts to spread around because Thomas went to a pub and he saw Bates was there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, Daisy finds out. And... Well, no, Tom, Thomas, the way Thomas tells this story, and we're totally getting off of the Mosley timeline right now, Yeah, but that's fine. The... Thomas tells the story. He's like, I walked into the pub <laughs> and I said, hello, Mr. Bates. And then he turned around and didn't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even serve him. He didn't even serve him a beer. Good. Don't serve Thomas a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that word starts to spread around and people are like, how, how, like how, does Anna know? Has anyone told her? Like, like Grantham finds out. And like, it's just, 
it's just funny that like this has been going on for seven months where Anna's knowing where he's at and like didn't tell anyone. Now, but has Anna gone to see him more than once? That's another thing that they really don't. No way, she only went once. Yeah, and that's other, her. That's her man. Yeah. The other thing too is the last episode said it won't be long now. Seven months have passed. <laughs> I guess it's seven. Downton Abbey. This whole this whole like half a year's over in the blink of an eye for but, us. But if you have the evidence to get the divorce, what's the holdup for the past? Yeah, seven he just months? wants her to keep on shacking up with her side piece so that he can. She yeah. hasn't been loyal to me. Yeah, she hasn't been faithful to me. <laughs> If you have, like, are you building like a, a case? Yeah, like, you have like a PI? Like, <laughs> yeah, I thought you had enough evidence already. I would watch that sideshow of Mr. Bates, like <laughs> this forty-five-year-old man with a cane trying to be a PI in nineteen eighteen, <laughs> finding out evidence against his wife. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it won't be long now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. That, yeah, they all know that he works in Yorkshire uh, at a public house, which is funny. That, yeah, I didn't realize a pub, that's just short for a public house. I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh, but yeah. I, that's one of those things that I took from this episode the first time I watched it is Grantham and Mr. Carson. The, a public house? Who <laughs> <laughs> would go there? Yeah. Um, After such a good job in service, he works at a public house. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, so Grantham's kind of like beside himself. He misses uh, Bates just because everything's just going sideways at the manor with the war and stuff. And I like that he announces at dinner that he wants to go visit him at the public house. And Dowager's like, why would you go there? He's like, because I was mean to him. <laughs> Very defiantly saying I was mean to him. Um, but yeah, so it, it's pretty nice that uh, Bates goes there. I mean, Grantham goes there to see Bates. Oh, the, all the feels in the world in that scene. And he walks in and Mr. Bates is like, oh. Because they're both like proud men. And they kind of have to like let their guard down for a second. But then it like smash cuts to them like sitting at a table drinking a beer talking about like everything. He's like, what's, what is, what's the news at the manor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't want to tell them the truth that Pamuki died in Barry's bed. It's just a silly, silly rumor. I like that they were able to skirt an episode without mentioning Pamuk for once. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, people at the manor are excited for him to possibly show up. Daisy, uh, she fancies uh, Bates a romantic. Like, you know, Daisy? Said, yeah, she says that at one point. Like, she missed him because she fancies a romantic. Like, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I didn't miss that part. I'm, I'm, I noted, like, define romantic. Um, or did someone else in the show say that? I don't know. I, I, I missed it, so whatever. Yeah, whatever. It happened. It happened. But it leads to that dramatic scene where you see a, a shadow <laughs> a of a cane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like footstep yeah footstep <laughs> he doesn't have a metal leg or anything but like i like the idea of like who else could be showing up with the cane oh it's gotta be Bates. it's gotta be Bates. it's gotta be Bates. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they shows up and you know they tell him that downton's at war you know they've just been dealing with the stuff and i i like the i like the like the customs of the 1918 mm-hmm. like mrs uh hughes sees him and she's like so excited to see him but there's no like there's no like hugging or shaking hands so yeah. she just like stands next to him and she's like oh you could see it in the character that she's overjoyed she's like yeah mr bates what a sight for sore eyes and she's just like standing it's like give <laughs> yeah. a hug yeah you give know mr. you bates missed a hug. Hug. yeah 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 and then, but then you know he runs across thomas who's uh demanding more tea from uh from daisy this is when he was wearing that like weird blue shirt like he's out of his uniform I noted that too like what was it like his pajamas there like this billowy <laughs> shirt like, you could definitely let the air through and he is talking trash oh he's yeah like, make sure my tea is hot <laughs> he's gotta, like, make, wasn't make, come- sure, make sure my tea is hot yeah yeah you make it sound like it's a come on he wasn't trying to make a come on there um 
but like you can already see like I'm a sergeant now so like he doesn't have to answer to anyone like we're getting ready for Bates versus Thomas round two and then yeah uh, Bates is like it's just like look at look at both of us we're both back yeah 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 is that when he calls them he refers to them as a couple of bad pennies yeah <laughs> I didn't know what that meant at all uh, that threw me for a loop but just as Bates showed up Mosley oh, Mosley comes running oh my like God, Monty Python so like he's good. sprinting up yeah adjusting his, his tie and everything. And, and then he was he bought a shoehorn with his own money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this nice shoehorn. And they sh- they do a close shot of him handing it over. And Mr. Like, Bates is like, "You must be thr- you must be thrilled that you don't have to do this." Oh and yeah, of course. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Like, duh, 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 duh. But I love the idea of like this is him passing the torch, but his the idea or what they have as a torch is a a shoehorn for for Grantham to use. Also, like, who uses a shoehorn? <laughs> well, I guess back in those, do oh. you, you use a shoehorn when I was a kid? Uh, I, I I don't know why, but I remember I used a shoehorn a lot to get my feet in shoes. I don't know why. That is, um, sure. But it was metallic, and it was similar to what he presented <laughs> to him. So, like, I can imagine if you're fancy and stuff, yeah, a shoehorn's pretty nice. If you use a shoehorn, let us know. You've never used a shoehorn? I've never used a shoehorn. Oh, man. I mean, it is a pretty nice way to put a shoehorn, like, I have to say. Um, anyways, but I, I like that the, episode, the story ends for Mosley there. It's just like, well, he didn't have his way. Bye-bye, Mosley. He pulled the carpet out from under him. <laughs> yeah, he's just gone. Um, but back on the subject of Molesley and yeah. Mrs. Bird and the hobo guy that they let in, they start a soup kitchen at the Crawley house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They turn into a soup kitchen um, for commercial purposes, right? Uh, they're they're uh, making food for all the soldier and all his friends. And then you just go in there. There's like all these homeless people or veterans. I, I, I yeah, get, we should be respectful. All the veterans are there. All the bum veterans. I mean, yes, yes. The bum veterans are getting their their soups and everything once uh, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, O'Brien sees this is going on, and she thinks Patmore because Patmore and Daisy find out about it. Yeah, Daisy and Patmore are out on the town and all dressed up for once. Like it was actually nice to see them outside of like the, yeah, the scrubs that they wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just decide to chip in. It becomes like a town effort. We're like, yeah, let's get more people in here helping to serve these people, and then. You know, O'Brien tells Cora about this. Yeah, O'Brien sees it, and she thinks that Daisy and O'Brien are selling food mm-hmm. to Mrs. Bird and Mr. Mosley. So weird. It's also funny that, you know, I don't know if this is a lax, uh, they're lapsing in things that happen, but it's funny that Patmore and Bird are okay to work together all of a sudden. Well, yeah. Patmore and Bird, they, they buried the hatchet, right? Because Did they? Was, yeah, I think they did. I mean, they got through it. But it was a lot more from Patmore just being like, "I'm back, deal with it." And da- and Daisy even did that thing where she uh... yeah, but th- but Mrs. Bird forgave her. I guess yeah, I guess years move on, so yeah, time has passed. Yeah, but O'Brien is so like awful. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Why do you want to start stuff with everybody? Yeah, why it, you got to be such a heel? She also had a weird like tell where she was like. I need baking soda. And they're like, why? I don't even know how that really played <laughs> yeah. into anything. But they like paused on it for a moment. Like, she really needed baking soda. I don't know why. Um, yeah, they never they never came back to that, did they? Maybe they did. I don't think so. I don't know what I meant. But so maybe it's like that's what motivated her to snitch. She knew the baking soda was missing, maybe. That's why. There's they, no way it was missing. There's enough they, to put in a soup. They don't need baking soda <laughs> in a soup. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe the yeah. recipes back then are different. Yeah. Uh, but... To, to put a loop on, or, you know, tie yeah. this up. Mrs. Hughes, mm-hmm. or not Mrs. Hughes, Miss O'Brien mm-hmm. thinks she's being, you know, sneaky. Qu- you know, queen, you know what. Mm-hmm. And she goes and tells Cora, and Cora goes to confront. And when they fess up, O'Brien's like, 
mm-hmm, you guys are done. Yeah. And then Korra's like, you can only use the Downton food. Don't use the army food because yeah. they don't want us thinking we're mismanaging funds. And then she's like, suit up. We're working the soup kitchen. <laughs> Get your scrubs on. And then O'Brien's like, hmm. It was such a weird turn because like they're really playing Cora to be like this evil type for a second where she's wearing this black coat and she's like, seems like she's about to reprimand them. Yeah, like so Tim Burton's costume designer made her outfit. Yeah, why would you want to make us think that Cora could be evil? She's a Grantham. She's not going to be that mean. Well, I mean, I she's hope. already kind of the, a heel of the episode with yeah. the, the stuff with Isabel. Like, so it's like, again, we... inconsistent with the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she takes off her black coat and she's wearing something a little bit brighter and stuff like, oh, I'm not that bad. And she just doesn't want the army to find out that they've been using their food. Well, she doesn't. And it's because of mismanagement of funds. It's not yeah. because she doesn't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. And hey, I, I, I thought that was a very, I, I it helps. don't really remember that from the first time I watched it. And I, yeah. that was, a, it's a very fun little storyline because O'Brien's awful, and yeah, and the music swells, and they're all happy. Yeah, and they're food serving for the their like homeless. eight people that are in line. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah, take yeah. like five minutes, and they'd be done. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things I don't remember at all, uh, I do not remember Matthew and William going on an ops mission for <laughs> World War One. Uh, I that completely slipped my mind, uh, because like the episode does a cool thing where. Uh, Mary's, you know, still, you know, she's like, I'm going to go with Carlisle. Like, he's going to come visit or whatever. Or, no, she tells Grantham, I want you to, like... No, Carlisle writes Grantham. Yeah, about approval for marriage. And Grantham's like, I don't think, I don't know. And she, he tells her to write Matthew. Yeah, everyone's like, what about your cousin who you love? Because like, <laughs> as we said, they love to see these cousins kiss. Uh, <laughs> so he tells her to write Matthew. And then as she writes, uh, as Matthew reads the letter that she wrote him... It kind of like transitions to World War One, which I thought Matthew was on tour, but I guess that must only the last... tour. Yeah, the tour was only going to last X amount of time. Yeah, and so seven months later, he's back on the the, the battlefield front lines. Yeah, with with Doofus William as his like second guy. What are the odds that he ended up with him? I mean, he probably they probably pulled the strings, so he had. Oh him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they go on a mission, and then they get entrapped by Nazis. Nazis? Well, not World Nazis. War uh, what are they? Um, <laughs> did they say Nazis? I could have swore they they were behind Nazis for three days. He says later Germans. on. Germans. Germans, not Nazis. Um, you know, Hitler. Was it's the... been a busy couple weeks for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they go missing, uh, and it... in a very bizarre fashion, where they're like in a field. Yeah, and then they just start running, and then they start getting shot at. Yeah, and then it just cuts back to Mister Mosley. <laughs> Legitimately, Mister Mosley's like the follow up. Yeah, uh, yeah. How can you follow that up uh, with, with Mister Mosley? That's yeah, how they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not remember that at all. Um, I just know every time I see William in that uniform, I think he looks like a kid dressing up for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks stuffed in there. Um, but he's like missing. That's a, a plot line of the entire episode. Is like, where could Matthew be at? And then someone's like, what about William? Where's Matthew at? <laughs> we need it. And then Grantham says he's like, he's like the son I never had. Yeah, yeah, so yeah Try yeah. to have him marry your daughter, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> he's your cousin. Um, so we'll circle back around to that, to, to, to their... Uh, their whereabouts um but in the meantime so mary is like deliberating about that like you know still hung up on all that but so she's been talking to sybil in the interim yeah sybil sybil got a a little bit of character this week yeah 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 she uh she had a talking to with uh with branson with tom he he put it on the line He, he wants her he said that you love me and you don't know it yet yeah I mean, 
That's weird. Yeah, I mean, well, as we know from the Fast and Furious <clears throat> films, uh, as Vin Diesel Dom said, you can't tell someone you love them or that they love you, you know? And that's what I thought of there. It's like, you can't tell her that she loves you. Who the hell are you? You know? like That whole, that whole scene had me, like, skeeved out. Like, we know where their relationship goes, and we know that Branson is a big character for the, the, the you know, for going forward in the future of the show, yeah. as is Sybil. Yeah. But, you know, we already know Sybil's a sweetheart and everybody loves her and she's fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But Branson is, like, being a real, like, assertive kind of creep to me. I mean, he's a, creep isn't the right word. He looks through windows, man. Like, that is, <laughs> I guess that's true. He has a But history. he went from being, like, a, a, a doof looking through a window at Sybil, like, twirling in a frock to, like... Do you think there's a chance he's, like, there's, like, some, like, psychopathic like uh, things about I, I mean I get a feeling I mean if you notice in that scene he's working on that car but there's not many like smear marks or anything he's not dirty from working on that car right just you know he just showed up yeah and they also yeah. they, Sybil's also like weren't you in Ireland for the Easter Rising last year and he was like uh yeah I was <laughs> yeah but the, the Rising got put down so I can't go help them <laughs> Oh, yeah, because she says something about, like, you t- promised Mr. Carson no more acts of revolution, but you couldn't promise me that? And he was yeah. like, I have my reasons. Yeah. And then he, he, he kind of reprimands her about her being in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very weird. It's for, strong arming her into love. I don't, I don't like it. Don't yeah. love Branson in this episode. You know who else doesn't like it? Mary or the Dowager. Mary, <laughs> Mary I don't know. Not Mary, like Mary's Mary in between. Mary shows concerned. Yeah. And, the Dowager, I don't think the Dowager has any idea. No, no. But I think when Mary finds out like how like interested Branson is in her, she she's like, uh, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. As one would. You know, yeah. like it's not normal for that situation. Yeah. He's an Irishman. Uh, he's he, a, he works under them. Yep. He's a revolutionary. Yeah. Those are three strikes. You're out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but the Dowager is just sort of like... The Dowager sees things the way that the audience sees things if they didn't know Branson was there. It's like she's like a beautiful 22-year-old uh, royal, or not royal, but, you know, mm-hmm. woman with a title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who would not, you know, like she should have people knocking on the door and she's not going for it. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that the Dowager is concerned. Yeah. But then the Dowager voices her concern in a way that makes it like Mary told her about Branson. Right. And, and Sybil it, is not happy. Yeah, and takes it out on her. Um, kind of a... That part of this subplot serves very little point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it all ultimately just falls on Sybil if she wants to be with this guy or not. And if I were Sybil in this situation, I would not. He's weird. And you can marry... Branson the, is weird yeah. in this episode. Yeah, and you can make a lot of money marrying a richer guy. And we know that she works from the heart because she is a nurse. But this yeah. guy straight up like told you, he's like, you love me. Yeah, you can. And do something about it. I'm going to work here until you decide to run away with me. And she's like, what? She's yeah. a nurse. Yeah. If she wants to run away from you, how irresponsible is that for her? Mm-hmm. He's just kind of selfish and kind of like an a-hole. He's like a jock. That's where revolutionary thoughts come from, you know. He, like, he's, nah. <laughs> I don't like I don't like him in this episode, and I generally like that character, and it, it's it doesn't age well. In yeah. 2018, it's guys, single guys, don't do that to. A hundred years later, from 1918, it does not age. Yeah, well, it doesn't like, well, th- age well for a, a chauffeur to tell a, a woman with a title that she loves him and she doesn't know it. Yeah, don't do it. No, not good. But at the end of the day, what is love? Yeah. Uh, because as we see in this episode, Ethel is uh, very hot on being like, I don't care what people think of me. I'm going to do what I want. If I don't need to be here, that's fine. 
And lo and behold, she's been shacking up with a soldier. Yeah. Major Bryant. Uh, at, at one point, like she's she's like, I'm going to do what I want. And then uh, O'Brien warns her, be careful what you wish for. And then later that night or a few days, whatever, Hughes walks in on Ethel with 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 that guy and downstairs in, in like the, the storage closet. It was a pretty big it's closet. The, it's, that is so weirdly handled where, <laughs> you know, the door opens into mm-hmm. Anna and Ethel's, Ethel's room and Mrs. Hughes sees that she's not there. Yeah. And then she hears like giggling mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. she fires her. I was surprised like they were just yeah completely disrobed in there and they they were just going at it down not there. even an ounce of discretion oh yeah 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 I like you think about that too like that's like a pantry so like you imagine what was it it was a room it had sheets you don't just oh, bring even, sheets into a room to, to bang <laughs> I don't like, know I brought a sh- I brought a pillow and some sheets with me in this pantry with flowers just no. an odd setup I think you know? it was like a like a closet or a spare room kind of thing yeah, i hope they cleaned it afterwards uh, you know ethel didn't because she got fired right she immediately got dismissed right there um and anna tried to defend her and say that whatever it was it wasn't that big a deal <laughs> you don't know anna you don't know and she comes back uh, yeah that's she the... comes back at the end of the episode right before the credits <laughs> she's pregnant she's pregnant with the man's baby <laughs> the uh, great cliffhanger for the character we could you know, we barely care about or barely know. Like, Ethel, all right, she's pregnant. Gotcha. Cool. That's about all all the good you have. For catch you, it. catch you months from yeah, now. See you, see you in seven months when the baby's born. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I thought the episode could have ended on a bigger note, which is they're having a concert that night. Which is it's revealed that Major Bryant, who Ethel is hanging uh, hooking up with, is a magician. So, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's the same guy. He did a good job of making Ethel disappear. Hey oh. <laughs> so uh the big thing that night is that Mary and Edith are going to be performing. <laughs> the Grant the the Crawley sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Mary cannot dread anymore. She just doesn't want to do this. And I, I love everyone's reaction to this. Um was it Dowager says, Well now I've seen everything. And uh was it Mary uh, they say a unicorn if there ever was one. Yeah, I took that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Um but who knew that Mary could sing? She could actually sing. Yeah, and Edith can play the piano. Yeah, like why isn't this more of a team of a team of? I guess because they just don't like each other. Yeah, uh, I love them panning around to showing everyone singing, and then they show Carson just enamored with uh, with Mary. Like he's just truly like loving that she's singing right there. Yeah, it's uh, I think Mary even calls it like a stupid concert, but I like how they keep reiterating it's to lift the spirits. But then you see like the crowd. There's like one before before they start going, and they're just like sitting there reverently. They're not like happy or drinking or having fun. They're just like people hanging out doing nothing. And they're kind of smiling when they're singing, but there's like one guy who they keep in the foreground who's just sitting there, and he doesn't look like he's either or. At least you're like a blind guy. (laughs) (laughs) And a guy with no legs. That's Uh, really, I mean, I guess, sure, pick up the spirits, but it is strange. Anything you can do. Uh, But during this concert, look who shows up. Matthew and William. Matthew and William. <laughs> but it's the best because Edith stops playing the piano. Yeah. But if you were to think about logistically how this scene would be going, mm-hmm. Edith is facing the wall. Yeah. Mary is facing the crowd. Mm-hmm. Edith stops playing the piano before Mary realizes that Matthew's walked into the room. Oh, really? Yeah. I, so like the music stops and Mary's like, huh. Huh. I thought, I thought Mary stops. Maybe, I mean, maybe she doesn't. But from yeah. what I recall, I was like, why is Edith not playing anymore? And why are people like... 
They just, they just knew. They just, and then well, Matthew comes down and starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> he can sing, too. I didn't know he could sing. I completely forgot that. Um, I, lo- I love afterwards where Grantham says, my fairy tale boy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it, like, it, it's so weird. It, 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 didn't he confess to uh, Bates earlier? Like, he loves Matthew. I love, like a, I like love he Matthew. He's like a son. Yeah, but he, like, says, I love Matthew. Like, it's like, this is a big episode where, like, it's Grantham realizing how much he loves Matthew. And Mary, too. I think Grantham loves him more, though. <laughs> like, I mean, he just really just misses him. I mean, he him. did lose his, his other son last season, so... Uh, who oh yeah no. <laughs> oh man no no who okay uh but it's funny so how how does daisy feel about william coming back i don't know it doesn't seem like she's, she's happy that she's he's not dead yeah, yeah at the very least that but what does this mean for her in terms of getting married maybe i don't think she's looking at it like that i do think it's genuine care but i do think it's more a sense of uh it's not a sense of romantic like love that, and relief it's like it's just a sense of relief that pressure when he shows up saying like you keep me going Huh. He doesn't know how to be appropriate about his. Yeah. If if uh, Branson is too assertive, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? William is too much of like the opposite coin of being like the puppy dog. He's like, oh yeah, you're the re- you're, like I love you so much. You're <laughs> so great, but then he doesn't expect anything back. Right. He just assumes. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Well, I guess that. both of them. Ass- Branson assumes in a weird, creepy, pervy way, whereas William assumes in like a. Mm-hmm. nice like sweet guy who's in love with a, a weird kitchen person yeah 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 <laughs> uh in terms of what i think that was the major storylines for the episode uh for the most part yeah um did you have any uh quotes or anything that you copied down or i had the quote where isabel said to cora in the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode she says uh something about like i'd say you're being unprofessional but you've never had a profession a day <laughs> in your life. Like, ooh. Damn, keeping it real. <laughs> I, I love, um, I had one where Mary's talking to uh, the Dowager about Carlisle talking about his plans to buy an estate because it'll be so cheap after the war. And then the Dowager says, oh, then you can dance on the grave of a fallen family at the, the estate that they would get. Um, I, I also liked uh, when... Thomas made a, a remark to O'Brien about Mr. Lang, and she, oh, she she said the she called him the loony one. Yeah, yeah. She's like, don't talk about him, and he's like, oh, you're a funny one, aren't you? <laughs> I had one quote. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, the Dowager said it was a when that dinner scene when they open the door and you hear like oh and the yeah, ping yeah. pong balls like bouncing off the yeah, table yeah. she says it's like living in a second rate hotel. Yep, keep uh, guests keep arriving and they don't leave. <laughs> yeah, had that had that copy down too. Um, I had the bad pennies line written down. Yep. He was also that uh, Thomas is getting grander than Lady Mary. <laughs> Very accurate assessment. I had one, and I don't know what if, if you would remember it more. Mm-hmm. I said, Thomas is in charge now, and something about the wrong side, and I believe it's Bates says, is there a right side? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was one thing we haven't touched on, which is there's a tease between Thomas and Brian about what they have planned for Bates because they say they know more now about him. Mm-hmm. So, like, who knows what shape that could take. And this also, um, some Daisy snitches to Clarkson about yeah. Thomas asserting his power too much. And he's concerned and about Clarkson that. Clarkson tells Thomas to, like, know his role and shut his mouth. Yeah. And they think Bates did that as soon as he got back. Right, right. Which is like, are you serious yeah. right now? This is just your behavior, Thomas, man. Don't be so ignorant. So this could be bad news for Thomas. Who knows? Like, and also you want to you want to do this. Make a point to have a scene where Thomas and O'Brien don't agree with the thing about Lang. Yeah, 
And then you want to make it like, oh, but otherwise everything is all good. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any. It's weird, yeah. inconsistent character development. Yeah. If you're gonna be a bad person, be a bad person. Especially with so many characters, Shades of Grey is a little, yeah, a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, one thing that would take away there too from all those quotes is like, I feel like we have a lot more quotes from the Dowager this season, a lot more zingers. Like the first season, like you know, she definitely is there as a thing, but she's definitely like, the, give her, give her the, the writers best gave her the 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 snipes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I had a note about this episode had several shots mm-hmm. of. There's one with Anna in the beginning where a door closes and people are, I forget who it was, is walking through the door and we see the reflection of Anna in the glass on the door. Oh. And then later in the scene where um, Tom and Sybil are talking, there's multiple shots of the car hood the, yeah, yeah. where we see one of their reflection in the, the glass and the other is behind the glass. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a very weird artistic choice to put in this episode. Without ever really having done something like that before, yeah, I don't, it's you yeah, know, I remember, like things I like that are tend to be symbolic. But then again, this is a soap opera, so it could just be yeah, whoever I, directed it thought it looked good. Yeah, I thought I had the same. Like that's a weird shot there for Math uh, for Branson and Sybil to be talking. Yeah, it, it stood out to me, but I didn't think much of it because I was like, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Good episode though. I thought this was a good episode. Yeah, a lot of feels, a lot of emotion in this episode. With a solid episode, with Bates coming back, you see a lot of character beats that are like very warm and just a good like weaving of stories. Like even when you see Patmore and Daisy walking to uh, the, yeah. Crow- the Crowley House, they're talking about like where's William at and stuff. Like just making everything alive. Yeah, when the episode goes on, it's okay to do these curb your enthusiasm style. Like <laughs> cut to the next scene, they're talking about yeah. the last scene. Yeah, but between the episodes, you just can't do it. Yeah. So let's uh, get to the power rankings. All right, this was an interesting week for power rankings. I thought yeah, I had a little a, bit of a tough time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can kick it off. Sure, bottom. Yeah, number three going down is uh, is Thomas. Uh, really? Okay. I think he's losing a little a little his grip there with uh, Clarkson being stern to him and uh, what Bates is back. He's not happy to see that. I, I don't think it's quite as rosy as we thought it would be for Thomas. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I had Mister Mosley as my number three. Oh yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's my number two. Okay, he, you know the whole thing with uh, it's basically just the 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 moment of him losing mm-hmm. everything that he thought he would be getting. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of a kind of a hit. Just a yeah, kick in the stomach. Uh, yeah, poor guy. Yeah, who's your number two? Uh, O'Brien is my number two. Really? Wow. Why, why O'Brien? Because O'Brien is you know t- Thomas with the thing. You know she she her her loyalty with Thomas seems to be a little Shaky. not not broken but uh it's uneven yeah, yeah it's yeah. uneven and then the thing with the soup kitchen she thinks she's really being this yeah you know sneaky person yeah and then she just gets put in her place and she's she's just a cog in the wheel you know yeah yeah i yeah i get that uh for me though number one is isabel isabel really she, she had to leave the manor she had I, to I, get out she I got shut out shut out is different she walked out she did yeah well she lost the battle though with uh with mary with cora rather she she's just you know you took she took an L she had to get out she did take an L but I felt like that is such an not unimportant but it's such a resolved issue by like ten minutes into the episode you can't justify that I couldn't this has like been boiling on for six or seven months off the that camera is, I guess that's <laughs> so, true yeah I had Ethel as number one oh oh well yeah well I, I just don't think about her uh, <laughs> well I guess the idea, well she did get. She got on with she me. She got fired. Body. She got fired though, and she got pregnant. Is pregnancy a bad thing though? <laughs> it is when you you're unemployed and homeless. That's true. That is true. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, 
I don't think I was as rough as the other person, people. But yeah, it's not good for her. Not good situation. No. No. Uh, I actually uh, had a special round this month where in between I had Matthew and William because they were missing for so long. I didn't think they were either up or down. They were just in this nether realm <laughs> where they were just missing. They're in the upside down. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you want to kick off the up? Who's up? I had Mrs. Bird as my number three going up. <laughs> okay. All right. Because I thought it was a very... Uh, you know, there was a uh, there was an opportunity for them to get shut down by mm-hmm. Cora if she wasn't happy with the thing going on. Yeah. But she really, you know, a character that has kind of been undeveloped on purpose. Yeah. Got a really good storyline of being a good human. Flex her comedic chops. And I would say I really would love if Mosley could have been there with her. But, you yeah. know, he... We all know. Yeah, he, he had a bad week. Uh, I had Bates at number three. Bates at number three. He, wow, this is... <laughs> He got a job back. That, that's enough. Um, he, he just has to deal with work and everything now, you know? But uh, And his ex-wife. Yeah, that's still there. So he, he's on the come up. I don't think he's like back in full force yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number two, I had Matthew and William. <laughs> All right, they're out of the nether. That reveal is huge. It is. It's huge because, you know, we, we've seen the show, mm-hmm. but clearly it's been long enough that we don't remember things and i did not remember them singing them coming back and i i, I was because you know when i'm taking my notes towards the end of the episode yeah. i start like who's gonna be where in this power ranking and i was yeah. like where do i put william and matthew on the bottom three yeah like we don't know where they are that's terrible they got yeah. we saw them in war the nether and then they show up it's like oh yeah, you know the yeah. crowd goes wild yeah. for them and that's g- great moment it's pretty nice. and and in regards to both of them yeah Matthew and Mary, undeniable connection. Yeah, they got chemistry. They got, they chemistry. got and, and those two want each other. I'd give them more of an up, though, if it wasn't for the fact that Matthew afterwards says, like, oh, you know, we we're hiding for a few... We we're, we're behind him. <laughs> I hope you guys weren't too worried. So it actually wasn't that bad for them. I guess that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know? Um, I have at number two, Cora. Because she, she beat That Isabel. is true. That is... She, she, and then she helps out with the, the food place later on. I think uh, Cora had a good week of getting her way. Yeah, I guess I thought it was a little a little heelish, even though I agree with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she got it. My number one is Mr. Bates. Really? Oh, Grantham's mine. My number one is Grantham. Great. I feel like Grantham is a, a, a side player in oh, this episode. no, 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 no. Like, Mr. Bates in this episode, he basically Grantham apologizes sincerely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has a huge turnaround. Yeah. And... While yes, that's great for Mr. Grantham and or Lord Grantham in the power rankings. Yeah, Mr. Bates is the one that like it's all towards him. Yeah, it's like who's better, the person who gives a great gift or the person who gets the great gift? The person who gets the great gift. But the great gift is that he's servicing the guy who gave him the gift. So I, <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's Grantham because he got his person to b- back to work for him. I don't think, but Grantham clearly their relationship predates their working. I, I think this is an important episode for Grantham in terms of maturation, in terms of realizing how much he needs Bates. He needs him to be there. Realizing how much he loves Matthew. And then, <laughs> <laughs> at the end, he gets to see Matthew come back. Who who enjoys that their, their return what more if, than anyone? What if it's, Paddington was with them? <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. He, we'd be over the moon. But I think, again, <laughs> his, his other son. he gets the return of Bates and Matthew. And, and I, I think... 
Grantham just he calls him the fairy tale so he, boy. He kind of does receive those gifts in and of himself. Yeah, he receives yeah, yeah. his friend Bates uh-huh. and his fairy tale boy <laughs> Matthew. I think he's he's happy. He's very happy right okay, now. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's also had that rough go of not being useful and stuff, and this has been a good week for him. I did like I, I took in my notes how funny it is that Lord Grantham like without on a day where he doesn't have anything going on, he just yeah. has to sit around in that uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and he's just like sitting it. there in the library with his medals on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that must stink. Yeah, and then they need to brush it later on. Uh, <laughs> well, that but, was a good episode. Yeah, I think Bates will come back a little bit more in full effect later, but I, I'm just not ready to give him all that power, the, the top of the power rankings. I think he deserved it. All right, all right. Well, So for you, as far as him ascending the power rankings, it yeah. won't be long now. It won't be long now, but we'll see how many months it takes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the next episode... I, if I recall correctly, it's 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 a hell of an episode. Oh no! We're, we're, Is the next one the one I, that we all think? It's the one that everyone dreads. Uh, and I'll just leave it at that until the next time. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe we'll <laughs> take that episode off. <laughs> we'll uh, check in next time on yeah. the Lord's Grantham podcast. Yeah, so like, like us on social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail. We're all there. Yeah. Bye. bye. <laughs>